Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, and Randall. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 77 of a Retro Hangover. and classic gamers welcome to the podcast we are thumping thimbles thinking thongs throughout through thorough thoughts this is episode 77 of the retro hangover podcast i am your co-host chris copleen with our nintendo host lp tiger and as always your host shane bury my dick at Wounded Knee, Koski. <laughs> I had a really hard time not laughing while you were doing that one because I, I, I was going in and looking at our show notes and, and usually Chris is the one that puts in the Dick Dragon name and um, I was just like, it's like, no, no, I must, I must change this. So <laughs> bury my Dick Dragon at Wounded Knees. That, I feel like that's a t-shirt. I, like I never it. get to see it, so like I was very surprised, and I didn't know the way it was going. I was like, "How is this bury my?" Di- oh, I wounded me. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you say perfect. It's the thing. Big big dick dragon. Three like a.m. <laughs> big, <laughs> bigly, the biggest. Ah, uh, so anyway, welcome everybody to. I think this is a very important episode. This is an episode. I think we're all in sync with. I really, this is going to be a puff piece. I mean, we're <laughs> going to fluff the shit out of some some video games today. Yeah, where we're just going to suck the ever long turtle schlong today. <laughs> Look at that for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four. Improvisational rhyming. It's impressive. We just do what we do, but. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a really good episode. I think we all have some really good personal experiences with this. Don't worry, Genesis fans. We're going to talk about Hyperstone Heist because if we didn't talk about it a little bit today, we would never talk about it because it shouldn't be talked about. But we'll get to that later. I know a lot of people are already logging off. The Genesis is better, man. Okay, got it. Not in this case. Completely wrong. Moving on. We are going to first talk about, like we always do, like we want to do. What we've been playing lately, mm. how we always start off. Yes. So I hope I hope you guys have some spicy and saucy takes this week. But in the meantime, let's get started. What do you mean you're in the meantime? What the fuck am I even talking about? Tiger, take us away before I just put us into oblivion. I just want to say that, like, you know, for Genesis fans, I mean, you, you can have Aladdin, you know, it's, with, when it comes to Turtles in Time. Oh. Though. Oh no! Look, listen. <laughs> so that's a that's a we, whole other episode. We right? don't have do enough that? time in this episode <laughs> to go down that fucking rabbit hole, but that is that is one of the many very select hills that I am willing to die on, and that is 
that the Super Nintendo Aladdin is still better. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. you're wrong, well, but I respect the fact that you're wrong. Ooh, yeah. Right. See, this is this is one. Okay, so like, write this in the clearly. In this the is notes. an episode we'll need to do later. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, what I have been playing lately? Um, actually, I I've been really busy with reselling and such, but I did get some chances to play some things. So, um, I played a game called Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Ah, uh, yes, heard of what this. this game is. Uh, when I played a demo at E3 a few years ago, and uh, I thought it was just kind of like a side-scrolling, like beat 'em up sort of like platformer, uh, and then it also it also had like a rice farming mechanic to it. What it is, you start out as this uh, princess type girl who gets banished from her land because of some anime stuff you know (laughs) there's like a goddess and like she destroys some room and they're like you're banished you're going to this island and for some reason there's humans on this uh god oh yeah she's a god princess by the way goddess princess and there's humans in this world as well and it, it gets really anime confusing but anywho they get put on this island with the humans and it basically she's uh, they have no food, so they have to learn how to uh, make rice because one of the humans apparently knows how to make rice, sort of. So you start like farming rice, and it's really it's really interesting how you have to like it's not like Harvest Moon and like everything's in squares. You literally like can you have this huge square of land, and you can just put the rice anywhere. So you're just like. Um, crouched over and then you're putting in rice and then you're pushing back and you see her like backing up with her like booty towards you uh putting it yeah well sure yeah is this the Uh, selling point of the game like yeah it's it's booty uh, booty 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 rocking back around that's right (laughs) so you're putting rice in and then there's a little area where you can actually um pull up like a little wooden plank in order to let water in because it's near the river and you have to like let the water cover it up to your ankles and that's just one part and then there's the other part of like dungeon crawling where when you actually go in the dungeon and like fight to find uh you know materials and and food and things that you can cook or whatever but that's the dungeon part so like that's like my favorite part because the fighting mechanic of this game is similar to like smash brothers in which it's not just like mashing uh, a, I mean, uh, you could, you could just mash A, but like you can also do like an up A for an up attack, down A for a down attack, and then you have like special attacks, which is kind of be like your B button. Uh, so, and as you as you go along, you'll get more moves uh, as you level up and such. So, um, I thought it was an interesting like mesh of a game that I've never really kind of played before. And this I've sounds like Weeb Stardew Valley. Sure. <laughs> it's not it's not like a top-down game though. It's a uh the fighting part is a side-scroller platformer and then when you get to like the island and the farming, it's actually like a third-person uh third-person view. So, uh, hmm. and then you eventually get a forge where you can create weapons. Uh, you have like a woman who does the cooking, so depending on what items you found, they can cook certain foods. And actually, like, when it comes to dinner time, like, there's always a dinner time because it's, like, day and night, day and night. So when it gets to nighttime, you have dinner. And you actually see them eat around the table and say, oh, this is really good. Ooh, this is great, you know. Or if the if the meal is awful because you didn't find shit, then it'll say, oh, this is awful. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so it, it's a, there's a charm to this game. And 
I, I really like this shit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. It, so, it reminds me a little bit of um, Reseteer, like an item shop tale. I don't know if any of y'all played that. What's it called? Um, well, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but a Reseteer or Reseteer. I don't think I've heard No of idea that. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a similar thing, but it's more of like a top-down a la Stardew Valley kind of thing where you, the main conceit is like you run an item shop, um, but in order to get items for it, you have to go into dungeons and fight things, get the items, then come back and sell them. It's on uh, the Switch? Uh, It might be. I played it oh, on Oh, wait. I know what you're talking about, but that, I never actually heard of that. So what I what I thought you were talking about was Moonlighter, which is pretty much the same thing. Oh, yeah. Also that. I've played Moonlighter, yeah. too. Yeah. It, it's a similar conceit for like for both of them. Gotcha. Um, so, and yeah, yeah. it is, it is kind of like that, except that those, I assume, Moonlighter is top down. Mm-hmm. So it is. Um, yeah, it's more like a, I guess, a Zelda type of game. Gotcha. That yeah. that sounds interesting. I might I might yeah. have to check out the rice waifu at some point. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hey, would they make rice? When you say they make rice, they teach them to use the tip of their finger in the rice cooker, right? It's not like <laughs> you have to rinse. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I imagine if you get to that point, then uh, yeah, always use finger. That's what uh, uh, that's what some uncle on YouTube told me. Yeah, uncle. I forgot. I don't uncle. remember his name either. <laughs> I have Shit. no Look idea what you're talking about. <laughs> You need to. A, a brief, brief tangent and, and the tangent part of the episode. Mm. My wife introduced me to, I think it's Roger. I think it's Uncle Roger. Uncle Roger. Uncle, yeah, yeah. Uncle Roger. And Hi-ya. my wife is half Filipino. Her mom is full Filipino. So when she watched that, and of course, I have to hear all this stuff because her mom <laughs> taught her how to make rice. So she taught me how to make rice. I watched that shit and I died laughing. <laughs> and... I even like everything that he said. I was like, "Why are you doing that?" And the next segment, he was like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh yeah. Jesus Christ, this is great! This is amazing!" Yeah, and you know, I have a Korean mom, so like, I kind of have that background yeah. too. And you don't really don't need to have that background to listen to. I, I was just gonna anyway. say, like, I just feel like I'm not gonna be in on any of these jokes. Then <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I am the whitest white man. <laughs> just. Next time you make rice, just, uh, you know, stick your index finger in. The water doesn't go above your first line of your index finger. Ah, exactly. Okay. You may have to adjust if you have bigger fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. This general life The amount of I water guess. is based on, you know, the type of person you are. How big your fingers are. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about big hands? It determines how much water goes in your rice. Yep. I've I've definitely heard that before. That's what everybody says. <laughs> oh man. So your rice is really soggy. Yeah, it's because I have long finger. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these meat mittens. I couldn't get dry rice if I my life depended on it. <laughs> but you make it wet. In any case, Shane, what have you been playing? Uh, my, my, what have I been playing story for this time around is not particularly you interesting. You say, what have you been playing? Yep. That's it. Um, <laughs> now nah, it's, it's been pretty much the same stuff. Like I, I haven't really jumped into anything new lately. I've all of my gaming time right now has been taken up with frankly, like 90% Genshin impact because I'm still playing through the story and also they've got like limited time events going on and i am so very much involved in that right now <laughs> um so so that's most of it 
Uh, I've still got some random stuff that I do, like the one mobile game that I still like to play um, and tinkering around a little bit with my Retroid Pocket still with like some of my retro games on there. But for the most part, it's just been a lot of Genshin Impact. I'm not going to lie. It's my current favorite waifu simulator. So I mean, it's pretty. It is. Come over to the weeb side. It's pretty game. So that's yeah. that's two weeb games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if anybody was going to make it three out of three, it would definitely be Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. It's not going to happen. You fail. Disappointed. You bring dishonor. All right. So then what are you playing? Well, I haven't really past couple days i think in a week i haven't really played a game at all to be honest with you uh shane taught me the dark art of how to edit a podcast (laughs) (laughs) so now you too can share in my pain well for the rfrs it wasn't so bad so for our patrons out there and you can become a patron too by going to patron dot (laughs) patreon.com slash what the fuck are you doing hangover just use the bitly it's always the bitly bit.ly slash rh patrons go the previous one worked just too. go over to patron dot donate money slash hangover thank you ignore ignore shane's grifting ways <laughs> and i'm just trying to tell you but we need your uh, money now to to fight don't for our it. cause we don't need it we just appreciate it thank you for your generosity <laughs> anyway so I've learned how to edit the podcast. So I've been doing a lot of RFR redditing. Redditing. Yep. Not redditing. No, editing. Been doing a lot of <laughs> redditing. Doing a lot of RFR editing. He finally outed himself uh, as so, a redditor. I knew it was only a matter of time. No, I don't want to be a redditor. So I've done a lot of that. So I, I finished Shining Wisdom, got got that wrapped up. And then I played a game called Icy. I played it for the PS4. Apparently it came out for a bunch of systems back in 2016. I didn't know that was that, was that old of a game. And it's a very unique game because it's an action game that borrows heavily from the Stanley parable. And if you played the Stanley parable, you're already like, like, just like Shane said, like, how does that even work? Yeah. Well, you got to play the game. You you really do have to play the game. It's an indie game. Small developer, obviously, being an indie game. Yeah, it's just a game you got to check out. I thought it was really good quality. I actually typed up the RFR for it today. I'm going to record it and uh, send it to Shane after I edit it pretty soon probably the next day or two and you definitely need to give it a shot the other game i played and i have to apologize to tiger because i keep on doing this bait and switch with this ass because as he says he's a reseller as i call him a scalper is is the uh new is not new super mario brothers super mario brothers game and watch the nintendo game and watch that they just released the best new console out in the market and so i've been playing that (laughs) So the best thing about it is that it's look just like a game and watch. But if you want to know why I, I, I apologize to Tiger is I did this with Persona 5 Royal. It's like, hey, man, I'm looking for a good price. He's like, yeah, I got brand new for $60. I'm like, OK, if I if I find a better de- if I can't find a better deal, I'll get with you. He's like, thanks, man, because I, I saw his profile on Amazon. I knew it was him because, yeah. And <laughs> but I found a better price. I'm like, well, shit, which you should. Yeah, if I find a better price, I'm going to take it. I'm not. Yeah. You're going to sell the thing anyway. I know you are. So Actually, it's funny. Like it's thirty dollars today at GameStop. So, yeah. uh, wink, wink. Well, the Steel Book. I wanted a brand yeah, new. Yeah, exactly. The Steel Book edition. No shit. Yeah. Oh well. Well, but uh, with with that said, I had thirty Game and Watches waiting for you, and all I had to do is only like, thirty, you know, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I actually jumped to some GameStops today and they still had a few. So oh. they're out there. Just you just have to look. Well, that goes that goes back to what I was I was about to continue on with because Best Buy offered to notify you when the pre-order was available. I'm like, okay, it's out on November 13th. They're going to let me know sooner than later. So I looked at my email and found out that they notified me at 3.35 in the morning that my <laughs> pre-order was, was available. I can make a pre-order at 3.35 in the morning. And I'm not awake at fucking 3.35 in the morning. Well, currently. And... Which means so, you're not a true gamer, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I need to I need to up those stats. Those are rookie numbers. So like I woke up and I'm like, fuck, it's available today. And I saw that they notified me and Best Buy was already open because I had to return my earbuds that were malfunctioning. It's like maybe they have it in store. They didn't have it in store because why would they fucking have it in store? So I notified Tiger. I'm like, hey, man, do you got it? He's like, yeah, man, I do. I'm like, cool. So <laughs> anyway, I swung by the GameStop that was right next to. Best Buy, because I just on a whim, I called up the GameStop and I'm like, hey, do you have this thing? They're like, yeah. I'm like, can you put it aside so I can pick it up? Or because of the demand, you're not going to do that for me. They're like, yeah, the last thing you said. I'm like, OK, fucking great. So <laughs> I swung by the GameStop and there's a mutual friend between me and Tiger. And I think you too, Shane, uh, named Jared. He's in our discord right now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, Jared's huh. here. And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, you have. You have the new Nintendo Game & Watch? He's like, yeah, we have tons of them. I'm like, well, <laughs> all right. That <laughs> does sound like him. Shit. And so I bought two from there, and uh, one for me and one for my son. It's a Christmas present. I can't say All right. Time. So I'm happy I got it. If they're still available out there, awesome. Go grab them because you know how Nintendo makes shit. But what I noticed about that getting the gameplay stuff, I know there's a long-winded story about that in episode that Shane wants to be under an hour and a half. Haha, <laughs> I'm sorry. But... <laughs> Yeah, you know, your plan like the problem with Super Mario Brothers, as I've noticed, is like Mario has this weird elongated slide when you change direction. I don't know if that's because, you know, that the tiny buttons because it's a system made for ants or <laughs> something changed in the ROM or whatever it might be. I am uncertain or I just haven't played the game in so long. I was going to say it's just Mario yeah, one, bro. Well, <laughs> I don't remember like sliding that much when trying to change direction to the point where I ran into a fire rotating fireball thing <laughs> in, in like the castle. I've never yeah. had this much difficulty with Super Mario Brothers. Again, the sliding is really annoying in it, my opinion. It felt like I was controlling Luigi on ice skates. It, well, it doesn't feel you right. You know how you could solve this problem. What's that? By not buying Super Mario Brothers for the 80th <laughs> goddamn time. Okay, can you guys please explain to me the purpose of this thing? Like, seriously, I, I saw it come out and I was like, huh, that's kind of neat. But also, why? Ooh. 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 Why are you assuming that I'm buying it for the 80th time? Go ahead, Tiger. Because we it's all have. No. It's a gimmick. Yeah. And Novelty. It's fun. Yes. It's just for like five seconds. I mean, it's Super fine. Mario but like... Brothers. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is like 90% of the people that are going to buy this thing are going to be it's it's a impulse nostalgia purchase. They're going to buy it. They're going to unwrap the damn thing, boot it up, play like two levels and be like, yep. Yeah, that sure was the Mario. Yeah. I remember. And then that thing's going to sit on a shelf like I just I don't see the purpose. I mean, that's exactly what is going to happen. And I, why are people paying $90 for it? No. <laughs> <sighs> and to be fair of the original nes mario brothers mm -hmm. that's only the third version i have of it 
That that is surprising, actually. <laughs> and the three versions are the NES version, which comes with World Track Meet and Duck Hunt, ah. the Famicom Disk System version, and that one. That, Not including the All Stars revisions, by the way, which is only one, which is for the Wii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it should count. Yeah, I I would count that. Okay, so the fourth yeah. time. Okay, fourth time. Only four times I have bought the original Super Mario. I mean, heck, you don't have to buy it anymore because it's online, too, if you have Switch Online. Also true. Well, I guess yeah. I have it there. And then so you have Super Mario five. 35, which is basically the same. Super Mario Bros. what? 35. 35. Oh, yeah. Super Mario 35? Yeah. It's like Tetris 99 for Mario. It it sort of works. <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't tried that yet, but... Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but lastly, I was able to edit an entire episode from some new content we have coming out. Our patrons will be able to experience this first. So I don't know when it's going to be releasing. It has all been finalized. It's in Shane's inbox. He has downloaded it. It will be in your earbuds eventually, especially if you're patrons, you'll get that first. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it. I'm just going to tell you my editing style is probably a little bit different than Shane. So if you notice any differences and you don't like it, blame me, but it's there. Director Chris Copeland. I wanted to make some sort of like directorial comparison reference, but I couldn't think of names fast enough. I'm the John Woo and you're the. You're I was going to call the, you the Michael Bay. Bay. I'm the Michael Bay. Oh, listen, I I like Chris too much to call him Yui Bowl. Come on. <laughs> That's a oh. low blow. I don't think I've sexually assaulted anybody either. So there's that. <laughs> the fact that you oh. are not sure about that is slightly concerning, but. That's a low blow. <laughs> I feel assaulted. You said it. No, you just need to finish that whole thing out and just challenge your critics to a boxing match. But in any case, we're going to go back to this episode's main topic, which is you going to be no, it's <laughs> going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Four: oh. Turtles in Time. Which thankfully, Yui Bull has not been able to make a Turtles movie. I'm surprised he hasn't. To be honest with you, he's made a movie of all fuck else. The but franchise case, has suffered enough. That's true. I mean, you look at some of the remakes and stuff. I don't want to get on a tangent here. In any case, we need to go over the brief history. I don't think there's anyone I know better to give a brief history than someone who decorates their entire room in plastic turtle figures than our <laughs> dear host, Shane Kosky. So, Shane, please bury my dick in brief history. doesn't love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, if you're thinking, the Teeny Mutant what now? Then you clearly weren't a child alive in the early 90s. Nearly everyone had turtle fever, including Konami, who had secured the license to develop and produce video games for the popular franchise. By 1991, Konami had already released three Ninja Turtles titles for the NES, the infamous first adventure, a port of the popular arcade game, and one that looked like another arcade port but was actually a completely original title. But this was the era of the Super Nintendo, and the time had come to bring the half-shell heroes into the 16-bit modern age. This leap forward would bring with it huge detailed sprites, vibrant colors, and Mode 7 rendered foot soldier ass flying directly into your television screen. 
Now was the, well, time for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Beginning life as an arcade game, Turtles in Time was released to North American audiences in March of 1991 as a two- or four-player cabinet, but oddly never saw an official release in Japan. The game would focus on the turtles battling their way to the Technodrome in an effort to recover the stolen Statue of Liberty, only to find themselves thrust back in time by their arch-rival Shredder, having to fight their way from the Stone Age to the future and, eventually, back again to the present day. It was a fairly simple, yet exceedingly enjoyable beat-em-up in the same vein as Final Fight or Streets of Rage. A little more than a year later, on July 24th, 1992 in Japan, and August 15th and November 19th in North America and Europe respectively, the arcade smash hit would receive a full port to the SNES. Konami would make several modifications to the base game, including the addition of the Technodrome level, the inclusion of the Rat King and Bebop and Rocksteady as boss encounters, swapping out Cement Man with Slash, adjustments to enemy placement and attack patterns, and reconfiguration of some level layouts, just to name a few. The SNES port would also tie the game into the recently released feature film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, by making the final boss Super Shredder, rather than your standard Orokusaki in a tin can. The arcade game was such a success, in fact, that it qualified to receive another port for the Sega Genesis, with the subtitle The Hyperstone Heist, released in December of 1992. Hyperstone would feature fewer, but much longer, levels, as well as increased difficulty and no time-traveling theme. While the game is considered to be well-regarded by Genesis fans, the reviews and overall reception for Hyperstone simply did not measure up to what its Super Nintendo stepbrother received. Critical reception for Turtles in Time is about what you would expect from a game featured on this show, overwhelmingly positive. While some critics pointed out its repetitive gameplay and general brevity, it received otherwise near-universal praise. To this day, it is still considered to be one of the best beat-em-ups ever released, if not the best, period. And that is your brief history of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. And thank you for that brief history, Shane. You did bury my dick dragon at Wounded Knee very well. I have to say that's why the it's what I do. The the nickname precedes you. You have a fantastic <laughs> job. Okay, so you know a very I think a I don't think we realized how important of a game this was when it first came out. And yeah. I didn't even know it was an arcade port, to be honest with you. I never had seen it in the arcades. I had I had only known it as a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. Tiger, you're about. I went to the arcades, guys. So like, it was there, and I played it. So like, I, I, I mean, I I figured about. that. <laughs> Tiger was was the arcade boy. So so Tiger, tell us more about how you played Dance Dance Revolution with turtles. <laughs> I went up to my local pup and they always they they had turtles in time. They had it next to Street Fighter Two and Cruising USA and Killer Instinct. You know, I had we had all the coolest arcade games at uh my local putt putt so how uh, are you playing you know. turtles in time in 1994 that's more of a shock 
Uh, I think you underestimate like how long those places keep those cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. They kept them, especially if people kept playing them. Yeah. And Turtles in Time, definitely, definitely one of the popular ones. Was it in this local area? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Blanding. Okay. That that makes sense because I don't think the gaming scene in Jacksonville was really anything probably until about 10 years ago. Did you say 10 years ago? Yeah. Maybe even less. Yeah. Uh, well. I mean, you've you've lived. I here. was a kid, so like I didn't care. I just played what was the, what was there. <laughs> I got my unlimited golf, my forty tokens for five bucks on Saturdays. Well, there you go. And I stayed there till like two p.m. So, and that was late. Did this also involve pizza? <laughs> uh, I could have, but like you know, I wasn't. Well, I'm glad a... you played it in the arcades because I had no, I had no fucking idea. <laughs> but uh, all right. So like my personal experience. In regards to Turtles in Time, yeah, I I don't remember really playing it too much in the arcade. I do remember when it came out because I did love Ninja Turtles. You know, I'm I'm sure uh, I don't know if we all did, but I like Turtles. Chris said he did. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, make a great zombie. No, I like I I was a huge fan, and Michelangelo was my favorite. The party dude, you know, I was <laughs> you know I'm I'm loud and exciting. Ah! I like to make jokes and stuff like he was my turtle and you know i'd always uh go for michelangelo whenever i played the arcade game then we talk about the irregular arcade game Mm -hmm. but then turtles in time came out and you know it was just another just i was just excited just to play another turtles arcade game but uh, more of my personal experience is memorable when it came to um playing the game on the super nintendo um, because I played the crap out of that game. And <laughs> recently replaying it made me remember everything. Like, I played that game on hard mode over and over again, because I remember I was completing it on normal mode, and it said, uh, you must beat hard mode to be the best. I'm like, what the fuck? That's right. <laughs> I don't remember this shit. You don't so get the like, true ending. Yeah, so, like, I remember seeing the true ending over and over again as a kid. So... Uh, I must have had it down to a point where I could like <laughs> I was I was playing Super Shredder like just not too long ago and like how the fuck did I fucking beat this thing like this, <laughs> this is fucking bullshit uh, but, <laughs> but uh, I I I must have really really had it down but I this game was a very big part of my Super Nintendo uh, childhood. Uh, even though it seems like I really don't remember too much, but it, like you know, just I remember the pieces of it and watching the credits all the time, and and all the music and all the 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 voices, uh, even you know my toes, my toes. Like <laughs> I, I hear these things, and I'm like, man, I remember all of this, and it was I, I loved, I loved it all. See, so, I that, think that your your commentary about your choice of turtle, I think, is important because I think it says a lot about a person. Uh, uh, oh, know, absolutely. Which, so you that 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 definitely tracks that you would pick Mikey. I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's a party dude. Consequently, I always played as Raphael. So make of that what you will. You're you're He's a mean prick. asshole. That's what you are. <laughs> uh, I'm rude but cool. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> uh. All right, so before I, I think Chris, why don't why don't you go ahead? Why don't you talk a little bit about your your personal experience with this? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know when exactly I got this game. It probably was Christmas of that year. I don't have. I really have no idea. 
but that game has always been part. Well, when I had a Super Nintendo, that game was always part of my Super Nintendo library. So I just remember playing the shit out of that. Like every New Year's party we go to forever, like even well after like the PlayStation and 64 came after we had some friends up in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and we go up there every year and I bring up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. And we just played on the SNES two player and we would just that was the thing to do. That was because it was so good. Like this game is so synonymous with my childhood. I love this game. It's I don't know. <clears throat> I think that kind of goes much further into the episode. What we're going to hear. You, the, I already said it's going to be a fucking puff piece on this game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's where I got it. I, I just remember this is the Super Nintendo game. This is one of the definitive Super Nintendo games from my childhood. I really wish it was on the SNES Mini. I understand licensing gets in the way of those kind of things. It's Konami I mean, joint. We've been a lot of Konami It's on stuff. my SNES Mini. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it probably should be on mine too, but it, it should have came default is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I look back at my childhood and I remember playing this game with friends. I remember playing this game with family. This is just... And it's so easy to pick up and play like you were talking about in the review that the brevity was a complaint. But I think it really lends to a strength because you can play it with so many people and people learn how to play it. And, you know, as I as I put down here, like the only beat em ups I'd really played before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 were Double Dragon and Battletoads. Mm -hmm. So when you go from a jump in quality from Double Dragon (laughs) and Battletoads to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 (laughs) and like Battletoads, by the way, is not really a beat em up, but different subject for a different time it's uh, a definite jump in quality you're like oh wow this genre of games is fucking really good it's a lot of fun I wasn't thinking that when i was six i'm like oh wow game fun but kick the bad men and i love the time traveling aspect of it i didn't know that the foot soldiers would be the good guys in 2020 because they're the only ones wearing masks but ah, Jesus. funny but we've <laughs> But that was really cool, like the perspective of the future, that we'd all be on hoverboards and neon lights. and Right now, we should be. What's going on? Yeah, I want to be a neon Knight Rider. (laughs) (laughs) I want my brain to be inside of a robotic body. (laughs) Isn't that Krang? (laughs) That is Krang. Yes. (laughs) Whoosh. That's the joke. Oh, well, but as far as my personal experiences, yeah, I just I've been playing this since as long as I've pretty much had video game memories, starting with the Super Nintendo. So I love this game. It's an absolute cornerstone of my video game experience. How about you, Shane? Yes, to to all of that. So I I know I did the quick math on this and it coming out in 1992. I can 100% say I did not get it on release because that would have meant I was probably about six at the time. And so uh, I know I didn't you just that. walk up to Sears, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I think it was Bradley's at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, that's a, Don't know that one. He lives in Canada. Oh, He's from Canada. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anybody? Anybody remember Bradley's? Was that a regional thing? I don't know. Anyway, um, so no, like I, I, I definitely didn't get it on release, but much like Chris, it was absolutely just an integral part of not only my video gaming as a child growing up um, and also a staple of my Super Nintendo library of which I still have my original cartridge and Chris and I played it together recently. 
There is video of that, of us conquering it on hard mode, by the way. I should probably post that at some point soon. But but no, uh, not only that, but just like, uh, well, actually, Chris put it the best. It is like a cornerstone of like my entire childhood, which you could go down some kind of like road talking about how a commercial property being a big part of who you are as a person is probably some cynical like capitalist bullshit. But I don't care because the Ninja Turtles are fucking awesome. And they have always been a huge part of like kind of who I am. Like, like I said this to Chris and I think I put it somewhere in our show notes too, that, um, my younger brother, he's four years younger than me. So he was growing up right at the time where power Rangers was like everybody's thing. And so Mm -hmm. by extension, power Rangers was also his thing. Um, he was super, super into that. My shit was Ninja Turtles because that was my time. And and Chris is absolutely correct. My my office that I happen to be recording this in right now um, has a whole bunch of Turtles paraphernalia in it. And this really bitchin' Burger King fucking poster when they, if anybody remembers this one, by the way, the, the, the BK yes. Kids Club where they had the four <laughs> promotional VHS tapes. I have that poster. I found it at a flea market. And I have it framed in here because it's just it's just awesome. But yeah, man, like I played the shit out of this game. There are two games on the Super Nintendo that I am to this day still good at. And this is one of them. The other one was Contra 3. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's right. Red Falcon makes his return. Uh, but yeah, I just. I don't want to go into the other stuff that we're going to talk about just yet because I'm I will totally start rambling. But just suffice to say that this is probably one of my favorite games just of all time. Period. So so what it sounds like is we're going to praise the fuck out of this game. Yeah, that's why Chris was saying we're just going to fluff the shit it. out of it. That's that's what this is. <laughs> yes, we are oh. turtle fluffers. <laughs> By the way, turtle fluffer. Chris, we don't know your turtle. Yeah, uh, Donatello. Donatello. Donatello, okay. Ah. It's either Donatello or Leonardo, but when I was playing it back in the day, it was always Don. Nowadays, I play with Leonardo. That makes sense. Yeah. I also like that we why each that, picked why does like that a, make sense? a separate one. Yeah, so we could go to the arcade and totally not have a Because you're a leader nerd. <laughs> I'm a leader nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I got from it. <laughs> I guess so. I, I, I'll take that as a compliment. I guess nerd leader would be the better. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. I'm better. leader of the nerds. Yeah. I'm the best. Uh. I'm the best at staying inside. King and staying nerd. King nerd. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess moving on to our more in-depth discussion about the different facets of the game. Um, you want? Well, should we? Should, should we talk about the plot? You, do you want to talk about the plot? <laughs> Are you going to bitch about how this is a weak point again like you did with Donkey Kong Country? Hey. No, my bananas. No, the Statue of Liberty. It's kind of freaking <laughs> lame, guys. You know what? I, I, in, in, for, in the sake of being uh, fair and balanced <laughs> journalism, I will say that I will treat this is no such thing. in the same way that I treated Donkey Kong Country. And I will say if there was a weak point in this game, it would be the plot. <laughs> Which is exactly what I said about DKC. It's pretty well conceived. They they stole the Statue of Liberty. I mean, what else are the turtles gonna do? April O'Neil's like all shocked. She's like, oh my god, no, not no, not the Statue of Liberty. And the turtles are like, we gotta go save the Statue of Liberty. And so they go. I mean, yeah. But why though? What, like, are, what, what else? Because they're the Ninja Turtles. No, no. And Krang stole it. No, but that's what I mean. It's like what 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 motivation does Shredder and Krang have? 
to steal the Statue of Liberty, are they going to because sell it to someone? Because they're bad dudes. Because they're bad people. <laughs> why, why else? Why? What else? What else motivation do they need? We're going to be. We're just going to steal this and say, you know what? They're just like, they're just like, fuck you, immigrants. We, we're going to build a wall. <laughs> fuck your Statue of Liberty. And they're just going <laughs> to fucking steal it. Shredder and Krang, the first MAGA hats. <laughs> See, I now just, you can go ahead. Tiger. I was going to say, I just I just want to know why or rather how I was put, you know, in time. I was put back in prehistoric time. I also want to know how after I defeat, you know, an enemy, I get put, you know, a little further in the future. Yeah. <laughs> am I, those am are I chasing them? Those are all excellent points. In time or, you know, like. Or like the fact that, that really Shredder apparently with his sudden ability to th- send people back in time also sent yeah. like a shitload of foot soldiers and a lot of his like key personnel back in time with and they have, reasonably they have no way of friends. getting back. <laughs> They're friends with, you know, pterodactyls. Yeah. And they can ride on the dinos. I feel like that implies that this plot has been around for a lot longer than we thought because that means that those foot soldiers were sent back long enough ago that they had the time to <laughs> domesticate dinosaurs. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Look, Shredder's, Shredder's a man with a plan. He created the pyramids. All he all he wanted was to dine on turtle soup. And he got pyramids. Said it twice. In our armada. <laughs> How about the fact that the arcade game never came out in Japan officially? So technically, yeah. there is no translation. That is still weird to me. Well, I mean, I guess it is and it isn't because the Ninja Turtles, I guess, wasn't really as big at the time there, right? I think it took some time to get over there. Because if I remember, I, I think I the original the original NES Ninja Turtles game got released over there under a completely different name because they had no visibility into the TMNT franchise whatsoever. No, it was still TMNT. Are you sure? Yes. If you want to get a Famicom cartridge, I've tried it. It actually costs quite a bit. No, I mean, that's fine. Since we're on the trivia. Yeah. What was it called uh, in Europe? Uh, Teenage, Teenage Mutant Hero, Hero Turtles. Turtles. Because they had yes, some shit against ninjas. ninjas. Ninjas are bad. Bad. <laughs> ninjas are bad. Nunchakus are, like, illegal in England. I don't know if they still are, but they were. <laughs> Ninjutsu, the forbidden art. Yes. From America. <laughs> it makes the frogs... It makes the frogs gay. <laughs> it's that thing that those colonials are doing. <laughs> but no, the plot's not a weak point. The plot's the plot's bonkers as fuck. Who cares? <laughs> You're traveling through time. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's not any weirder than any of the plots from the you know various episodes of the yeah. cartoon show. Frankly, it's not like so. they're stealing your bananas. Yeah, so, that's I mean, fucking I weird. Okay. I don't know who would do that's that. That's fucking weird. Who'd steal? Why would a crocodile steal fucking bananas? I can understand why, like a like a ninjutsu <laughs> in charge of a giant Death Star techno ball disco thing would send you in the past. I can get that. It has but, an like, eye though, too. It has an eye. It does. It's Sauron, and <laughs> I can I can understand that. But a crocodile stealing bananas? No. No, weak point. Weak point. Here is fine, though. So, yeah, LOL, plot. <laughs> Great. Well, wrapping that up, because I have no segue from that whatsoever. So let's talk about the gameplay. Just like you got played. Anyway. Hey. hey. Gameplay's, gameplay's amazing. Yep. <laughs> I don't All think right. There's much All right, moving more. on. 
<laughs> no, okay. Actually, I do want to bring something up here because this was a discussion that Chris and I had while we were playing and he didn't believe me uh-huh. and then I fucking Let's proved him wrong. So You didn't prove me wrong. I, I absolutely did. So, all right. Here's In your the own thing. mind, congratulations. Chris said that he did not believe that the turtles control differently in the game. That's not what I said. And that, and he was saying it was fake news. And no. I that's fake. And news. I told him that that was that was in fact true. That there is a difference between the turtles. And he did not believe me. And so that's not what I said. Okay, then what did, what did you say? I said none of them feel all that different. There isn't that much difference between the four of them uh-huh. inherently. Uh-huh. Like there's, you can there might be differences, but in in total, it's not radically different. Uh huh. Okay. Sure. Um. Uh. So I you ain't looking hard enough, Chris. <laughs> I say so. I disagree. I mean, because because they do, and because I played this so much when I was a kid, I I definitely notice. Uh, the differences. And so if you take a look at like the instruction manual, they actually spell this out as well, where they've got like different statistic bars for each of the four turtles and they break it out into like four or five things. You've got like attack defense, your special technique speed. And I think there's actually one other one. So Leonardo is like just straight across the board, like milk toast, the most balanced character, because of course he is. He's also he's Mario. arguably the most boring one, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the Mario 2 thing. And then so Mikey has the highest normal attack value. Uh, yeah. Donatello is the slowest turtle by far as far as yeah. movement goes. And that you can feel the difference in that one. Um, but his Absolutely. special technique does the most damage, whereas Raphael is the fastest one. Um, but his normal attacks do the least amount of damage. And so that's and actually part of the it, reason I always liked playing as Raphael is because I preferred the faster movement speed. I always felt that like comparatively the other turtles felt sluggish, especially Donatello. So I, I will add on to that that I think there's also like you said, there was defense. There was defense uh differences. When mm-hmm. I played with Raphael, I was getting my ass kicked. Like oh, one yeah. hit would take off like four bars. And I'm like, what the fuck? fuck <laughs> yeah he has the lowest but, Raph, but yeah he has the, like the lowest defense too yeah. but yeah raf is ultra quick and like when i was playing super shredder on hard uh i was using donatello and that fight with donatello is not fun <laughs> and yeah. i was really wanting Raphael at that time <laughs> but uh you know i was on my last continue and i couldn't switch turtles so i had to beat it with donatello uh but and then well, another thing with michelangelo he has the highest you said like the strongest weapon i guess mm-hmm. but his weapon like when you push attack it's much slower than everyone else's attack mm-hmm. so like the timing has to be uh there if you're mashing with michelangelo like you'll still get tore up by these foot soldiers oh see, yeah see so here's probably why i didn't notice it it's because that's not my tactic at all like using a normal attack and and Shane can attest to this, which is why I smoked a score by almost 200 points last time. <laughs> Go on. Is you just, when you build, if you know how to hit them correctly and you go into, you know, the, the, the smash attack where you go back and forth, you can hit everybody. Yeah. That gets your, that gets your score higher or you throw them at the screen. As, the body slams? Yeah, the body slams and you got the ass throw where you throw yeah. the ass into the screen. And that's worth <laughs> three points. 
So the S throws were three points. The yes. body slam and everything you kill with it is worth two points. Two points, yeah. And if you just kill it through normal attacks, it's one point. Yeah. So the name of the game is to build up your score so you can get extra lives to avoid having to spend a continue. You're, that the advantage is to just continuously build up your score the fastest way possible. We're on so the same page. On attacking. So that's probably I, I didn't feel a difference because there's not much of a difference in how to initiate those kinds of attacks through for through each turtle. And see, I, that is the I, difference I, in the mentality between I think both of you and me is I never gave a shit about <laughs> the score. Like, yeah, I was very competitive about the score, <laughs> and also like because if I knew that I was low on health or like I needed lives, I would start throwing them into the screen a lot more because yes, I, I just always do points. that. That that's my go-to. <laughs> Because like, and, and that's actually one of the really big differences between the arcade version and the Super Nintendo version is that yeah. you can purposefully trigger the throw if you know how to do it. Whereas in the arcade, it was just a random occurrence. Yeah, yeah. Or at least it felt random. Uh, it, no, it, it actually is it, random. Yeah. Um, I would say like the Super Nintendo version is actually superior to the arcade version because of the fact that you have all these various different types of attacks mm -hmm. that you could actually have some control over. Yeah. Well, that a D-pad is better than a joystick. Hate me. Bring it Woo! on. But D-pad is better than a joystick. I mean, I actually Woo! agree with that, but that's just because I played far more games I, It depends with a on the game. Depends on the game. I mean, that, that also goes well, down the same argument game. of, like, basically anybody who says that they prefer to play first-person shooters with a controller is someone who grew up with, like, an Xbox and Halo. And anybody who prefers, like, playing a keyboard and mouse for FPSs was probably I mean, you put like, them against a PC player. Well, and, okay, know, they're gonna yes, they're gonna get <laughs> fucking smoked. But that's not my point. <laughs> like my point is that you're usually you will prefer the control scheme that you are most used to. And like, definitely, I did definitely. not play joystick games almost ever unless you know I had a special trip to the arcade. So outside of that, it was D pad all the way for me anyway. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Uh, I, I do have some complaints, small complaints about the gameplay. Yeah, bring it the jumping mechanic i do like the fact that you have i think three different jump attacks mm -hmm. but pulling them off consistently is a little tricky in terms of what you want to do so there's the uh, yes your timing is off what do you mean my timing your off? timing is off because it's it's there like it's, <laughs> not, it's not not in the recording like <laughs> your fucking your gameplay so like, that's what he said <laughs> yeah you're he's right. telling you to get good no. is what he said so, yeah yeah oh, okay. so like so here, let me let me go through the, the different jump attacks. So like you have uh -huh. the jump attack where you have like the kick where one foot is extended out. So that's like a really quick jump then attack. Mm -hmm. So jump attack and then you do this little like uh, so the kick forward. forward. forward? Yeah. yeah, kick forward. So okay. then you have your, your jump and then you kick downward. And that's somewhere between uh, the top and the bottom of your jump. Yeah. If you get to the top of your jump and that's where you do your little weapon over your head mm -hmm. over and over again if you keep mashing the attack button yeah and then you have the jump and then you almost land on the ground but before you land on the ground you hit attack and then you have that forward kick that you know sails you across the screen yep yeah i think all of those are very consistent i think the hardest one to hit is just the normal jump kick jump downward kick dive kick really that's probably the hardest one to hit i in disagree my opinion. No, that's i completely disagree about. i, I I think that's the easiest yeah. one because like if you, that's just the quick timing one, you just jump boom and you can almost hit that every single time. The, the I got to agree with tiger. Uh, I, well, in my experience, that one's always been the easiest one for me. It, the, the other two, that's why I say it's the other two are okay. a little bit more difficult because I've, I, even having played the shit out of this game, I still sometimes have difficulty nailing the difference between 
the, the like the high kick one and then the the weapon swing. That's the one that's actually my, harder for me. My assumption is when you're doing your jump attack, you're probably doing it at the same rhythm, which would make more sense. Mm-hmm. When you know that you have all these different rhythms, like for me, like I I can't I I just I can't hit the same rhythm when I'm doing a jump attack. It depends on the situation that I'm in. If there's a lot of enemies around, I'm trying to like uh, hit a certain kind of attack, then I will I will go for that specific attack. But like for some reason, I just can't hit the freaking dive kick hmm. when I want to. Interesting. Um, because and it's it's great for like moving. You're trying to get to another place really quickly, but sometimes I'll like hit the peak of the jump and i'll do the like the slow <laughs> then you're just like sitting there down. waiting and then you know they're waiting for me so i can get you know hit and die <laughs> that happens to me all the freaking time i was gonna say i still have problems with that i know what you're saying but i still think it's inconsistent so if you're a pro player like tiger i guess it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another there's another thing i wanted to bring up though um uh-huh. in the options you have two things you have back attack mm-hmm. which can really screw up your attacks by the way if you have back attack on if someone's behind you then you'll automatically attack them behind you yeah which can really screw things up so you can actually turn that off uh and then there's also a an auto run option and if you could turn that off you can actually um tap forward twice in order to run instead of like holding forward and then running eventually Mm -hmm. Um, which is but that's the default i don't like that yeah yeah and the the default should be the double tap but at that point a lot of beat em ups didn't have that that wasn't that wasn't a standard yet a yeah lot of, a lot of beat em ups didn't have the double tap i don't think like it was it was really introduced maybe in turtles in time but i know streets rage 2 did it with skate but other than that that wasn't really something you got there um okay well so as far as i'm concerned with the the run thing um and i i put it in the notes too like i've i've played it both ways i and it doesn't really bother me like the i thought that the auto run it kicks in soon enough that like it didn't feel like a a hindrance at least to me um and the double tap works as it should so it wasn't a huge sticking point well what i was going to actually say about the double tap i kind of felt it didn't work that well for me Mm. uh in like other beat-em-up games i felt like it worked much better there are certain points where i would actually double tap and they wouldn't run so i don't know if it like triggered me holding down the button and if i pushed it again then it ran you know so if i pushed it twice it actually had me walking again so it was Mm. kind of annoying when that did happen so um after playing both ways i think i actually would rather have the auto run as well yeah i mean i guess if that ends up being more consistent then sure yeah and um while we're talking about the gameplay fuck slash uh <laughs> slash slash on the prehistoric level uh, he is like the hardest boss in the freaking game like I, I don't know if y'all have played him on hard on hard mode we did yeah we did but he's a fucking pain oh <laughs> so okay i i he, he is a fucking pain and then what it, i'd like to know y'all's like strategy for slash i mean i found a strategy but like it was not so i I was gonna say i can't necessarily be objective about this because i've played this enough that i've figured out all the mechanics so but Ah, but like i mean the the, usually the best way to handle him because i i so i agree actually that he is probably the like he's like one of the only bosses that you can't walk up to and just hit 
he will yeah. slash you first. Yeah. If you try to walk up to him again, he will slash you again. That's, that's why, why I didn't slash. <laughs> you get slashed. Right. I mean, so that that's that's why you don't do that. You you basically yeah. just uh, <laughs> yeah. well, seriously, you just evade him long enough and then eventually he'll do his little jump where he jumps across the screen and that's your moment and then you run yeah. and as soon you can run and shoulder check him. And then that yep. stuns him and you get like a good three or four hits in and then move immediately because he does a little spin ball attack. If you just keep repeating that, as long as you don't get close to him and trigger his like auto slash, you're you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. 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 I, I, that's that's kind of what I figured out. Yeah. But I do I, agree I do that I think he is the most difficult one. Um, out of all of them. Yeah, he's the hardest boss in the game. Yeah. He is definitely the hardest boss in the game. Um, well, I do have one minor gripe before we move on to the next uh, the next subtopic, I guess. Uh, By the way, all these gripes, I think, are minor. I don't think any of us are saying any of these gripes. Oh, no, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> still yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still enjoy it. No, but Just I mean, if if we're picking out things to complain about, um, and, and they, are, they all are pretty minor, uh, I just would like to say... Uh, fuck those yellow foot soldiers with their like green like boomerang <laughs> discs. Those guys yeah, can eat yeah. a giant bag of cat dicks because oh my god, they're, they're the only ones that like in that entire game that when they show up, I will audibly be like, ugh. <laughs> they only show See, up like, my, twice. Mine's the pink ones. The the pink ones are my the ones the with ones the blocking. I, yes. Oh, see though. Yeah. Well, they're they're just annoying. They're not like just run into They're them. not lethal like the fucking yellow ones are. Those guys are just a pain in the ass. So the the ones that Chris is talking about are the ones that block everything you do, and you can break their block by either completing a full attack chain on them, or by like running and shoulder checking them, uh, or doing a special attack. Otherwise, they're just going to block everything you do, which is super fucking annoying. But I, I would argue that yellow fucking boomerang green disc guy is worse <laughs> because they take like the worst mechanics out of everything. Like they do the slash thing where they counter almost everything you try to do. They'll like kick you. If you try to jump at them, they'll knock you down. And then when they throw their little thing, it hits you the first time, usually knocks you on your turtle ass. And you're stunned long enough that when you stand back up, by the way, the player has no agency while this is happening, that thing will then boomerang back and hit you in the back of your <laughs> damn head for a second time. Ugh. I'm glad that they oh. only show up twice because they're well, such a pain. The, the biggest problem I have with them, I didn't have a big problem with them. So I, I'm not saying that you're not wrong. But the biggest problem I have with them specifically is in the pirate ship level mm -hmm. because you always have to walk watch where you're walking <laughs> because all yeah. those planks will come and smack you in the face. So if they don't hit you, then you're going to land on a plank. So not only do you have to watch where they are and what they're throwing at you, you also have to watch where you're walking at the same time. And yeah. So in that case, I can understand why they're the biggest pain in the ass, especially when you have those other yellow ones that are firing like arrows at you at the same time. Oh, those are the green ones. Then you get the yellow ones that like walk yeah. onto the screen and throw a bomb and then walk off. So before we move on, I really wanted to bring up like the cool boss fights. Mm. Um, like what what it's part of what makes this game one of the best beat 'em up games. Like the bosses have mad personality. Yes. Like the Bebop and Rocksteady boss fight. Like I love the part where like they're taking turns. <laughs> they're dressed as and pirates. So, like yeah, yeah, they're dressed as pirates and like they're taking turns. So Rocksteady's like, all right, Bebop, it's your turn. You go. So Bebop fights and then every now and then they'll switch out. But then there'll be a there'll be a point where they're like 
they're like pushing each other uh, <laughs> back and forth to like to fight and they're like fighting each other to fight to say so who's gonna fight the turtle so it's like i like love that part where they're like shoving each other trying to say hey you go no you go it's like how they would be in the cartoon or yeah exactly or like when they yeah. do that little like animation of, of basically like the equivalent of like an arm wrestling match where they like wrap their weapons around each other and see who wins yeah yeah to like take you on yeah, it's just like they're they're just you know goofy klutzes or whatever you know what else i think makes it a standout from the rest of the beat-em-up genre yeah. is that you have a the, the characters that you're fighting the foot soldiers don't have a health bar and they go down pretty easily mm-hmm. and you're you're just fighting wave after wave after wave if you look at every single other beat-em-up that's regarded as you know top tier beat-em-ups whether it be final fight streets of uh streets of rage whatever you know what have you yeah every single enemy always has this this health bar and you have you're competing against the health bar with the foot soldier, you knock them down three, four times and or you hit them three, four times. They're done. And then another one comes and another yeah, that one makes comes. it much more fun. Definitely. Exactly. A lot quicker. It, yeah. And things are just always coming. It's always something new. It's always something different. It's like why zombies is popular because you're just constantly it's the volume of the amount of things you're you're knocking down as opposed to it's the quantity. The of it. <laughs> exactly. It is the quantity in a beat em up because that's why you're playing it. Right. It's the just, quantity brings the quality. Yeah, mindless violence. That's why everybody likes them <laughs> dynasty warriors. <laughs> I, well, while you're bullshitting, yeah, that's exactly why they love dynasty. Yeah, that's that's kind of right. Yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> no, but so and also real quick on, on the boss stuff but before we move on, um, I just also wanted to point out that in in my opinion, I think one of the other positive changes that Konami made when they ported this over what was moving some of the bosses around to different levels because i think what they did actually made a lot more sense like some of the bosses that show up in some of the levels in the arcade version they kind of feel like they don't fit very well um and by shifting some of them around i think it made a lot more sense like when they added the technodrome level having tuka and razar in the technodrome made way more sense than having them just randomly show up on the pirate ship and huh. eat, right i don't remember that yeah and then like so but then having the inclusion of bebop and rocksteady with the addition of their fucking spirit halloween outfits as pirates <laughs> i think was a great change and so there just i just wanted to point that out and also can we just talk real quick about like while we're talking about gameplay the fact that the arcade version just randomly like has Shredder show up when you finish sewer surfing level and he's just like, fuck off to the history. And you're just like, yeah, okay, but why? Quite abrupt. It, yeah, it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and so it makes a lot more sense than the SNES version. Yes, absolutely. So, like, having that additional level, I thought, like, fleshed that out much better. Plus, you get the addition of the Rat King boss, which wasn't in the other one. And he's also a giant pushover, but you know, it's fine. But they also got rid of, they got rid of Mudman. Or whatever the fuck is like is. cement man. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about him, but slash is a better choice. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and he even looks like a prehistoric turtle, so it's perfect. He does. <laughs> what do y'all think about the shredder boss fight? It's the, the, the fucking drill, the best one. thing. Oh, my God. So Tiger pointed this out in our notes, and I 100 percent agree about it, by the way, that I when I played this as a kid, that fight was just it. It blew my mind. I was just like, you get that awesome point of view change and then you get this giant detailed sprite 
of the back of like shredder in this like spider mech and you have to actually use the throw mechanic to defeat him by throwing foot soldiers into the windshield of his mech it's it's so ingenious like i love it okay smart i loved it they weren't the first to do it by the way i don't care (laughs) rude that was battletoads i fuck battletoads i don't care (laughs) battletoads did it first Whatever, Booger or whatever the fuck their name is can fuck right off. I always, thought it was like, I always saw it as like an opposite of Battle Clash. Mm. Anyone ever play Battle Clash? <laughs> no. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there goes that. All two people out there that's played Battle Clash, that's what Shredder's like. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you're, two people listening you're to this. Trying like, to, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're trying to avoid the mech that Shredder's in. So, anywho. No, but I thought Battle that was Crash an excellent thing. addition to it, definitely. So gameplay, yes. Gameplay makes this game, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's that's obviously what makes the game good. But you know what? <laughs> Normally you could say that you could have great gameplay without great graphics, but I don't think that's true for this game. I think the graphics here are outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Though. They look just like the arcade. I'm so surprised. <laughs> they look not just they look like the arcade. I mean, even for the arcade, they look just like the fucking cartoon. Yep. I mean, that was one of the big yeah, selling yeah, points definitely. for me. Like this, this game basically was the closest that you could get to playing the cartoon show. And I like the fact that they have the difference between the cartoon and the comic. Oh, yeah. The like, art style, the like toggle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when I got bored with one, I would just swap it over and then play another like 25 to 30 minute run of the game for like the hundredth time. I don't want to make it sound like we don't care about the graphics because I think we're going to be really short on it. But the thing is, is that the graphics are just they're really good. They're colorful. They're vibrant. They look like the cartoon show. Everyone is well represented. Even to this day, you can tell who everyone is very clearly and you can appreciate the pixel art and the pixel art looks a lot like what you would get out of the cartoon show. What more could you ask? And this is on a 16-bit console. And the arcade translation, even if you haven't played the arcade, is phenomenal. What they were able to do here was great. I will say that their Mode 7, Konami learned a lot from making me vomit from Castlevania 4. And they got their <laughs> Mode 7 down. Just, just hang on to this thing with your whip and spin around. That's not the, that's not the level that made me throw up. But yes, that, that was shit. <laughs> Uh, when they did that there too but they learned a lot from their mode 7 they actually were able to apply it appropriately into foot soldier ass mm-hmm. and i just gotta <laughs> say and and the warping when they went in between levels and uh 2020 neon night riders which i will do after recording this episode i'm gonna go out on my hoverboard and and smack foot soldiers in the face like daredevil Heck yeah and it'll be great it, like they they did a lot, but like especially the mode seven in twenty twenty, you could tell that Konami definitely learned from, I would say Castlevania four when they had that rotating you're in a cylinder level. I don't know how many people know what I'm talking about, yeah. But that I level do. makes me throw up, and it's also some really gnarly slowdown in that level too. But. And when I say twenty twenty does not, I mean the level, not the actual year. <laughs> just <speaking. laughs> well, so I think another thing to point out here too is just how well the the art was done specifically for the the super nintendo version because and i i will say that of course i'm highly biased so take that with whatever grain of salt you want 
But looking at a comparative like side by side of Turtles in Time for the SNES and Hyperstone Heist for Genesis, it's not that the art is bad in the Genesis version. It's not, but it's it's a lot darker, generally speaking. Like you look at a lot of the levels and it's not nearly as vibrant. It doesn't pop as much as the artwork and the environmental details do in the Super Nintendo version which I think is kind of to Hyperstone's detriment because the show was incredibly colorful and bombastic and vibrant. And so I think the SNES version really captured that. I just want to say, I want to apologize to everybody. I said we'd be talking about the Hyperstone heist a little bit. Like when we said a little bit, we really meant a little bit because (laughs) it's just not as good people. Like even the sprites are smaller. Like Shane said, the sprites are smaller, it's darker because the Genesis couldn't process as many colors on screen at the same time that Super Super Nintendo could. Or for that matter, TurboGrafx-16 couldn't. The TurboGrafx-16 was an 8-bit console and it couldn't process as many colors on screen at the same time as that. So that's why it's darker. Yeah, It's fine, but it's just the Genesis was just not as powerful as a super Nintendo. You're not going to get the same results. And for that reason, in addition to the increased difficulty, if we go back to the gameplay, the weird ass bosses that it was included that weren't as recognizable. It was just included with the super Nintendo version. It does not make it as good as a game as what you got with turtles in time. Sorry. It's just not. Well, and you can bitch all you want to. Yeah. And I think honestly, another big part of it is, uh, I think one of the big draws of turtles in time was the time travel mechanic i mean is it dumb as hell yes absolutely but in a way it was kind of like especially playing it for the first time you had no idea what to expect when you started going into those levels you're like shit where are we going now and it opened up so many more creative possibilities like fucking foot soldiers riding on dinosaurs that you didn't get in hyperstone heist in hyperstone There are like similar levels, like you could draw some comparisons between like the cave and Hyperstone to the prehistoric Turtlesaurus level in the SNES one. They're somewhat similar in like the environmental details, but it's just boring because there's nothing behind it. You're literally just fighting through a random cave, probably somewhere in New York for no actual reason. Like it just, I don't know, man, it's missing, it's it's missing that, that something that, that extra chutzpah. It's more of a remake of Turtles 2 than a conversion of Turtles in time. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have? Do you have any thoughts on that, Tiger? As we're ripping on Hyperstone Heist <laughs> and all the Genesis. All the Genesis fans are are crying. Super Nintendo is better than Sega. That's, that's, that's all I got. True. <laughs> no. Yeah. Super Nintendo is what Sega don't. Something. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that one that's went, just, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. But yeah, graphically, yeah, very impressive. For the Super Nintendo. I guess one thing that I was going to mention is like I appreciate the animation, like all the different types of animation that they put in uh, for these characters. Uh, A lot of the beat-em-ups that I play are, you know, very, uh, how do you say it? You know, you just, you make only a few, yeah, only a few animations are needed for all of these characters. You know, you have attack, you have get hit, you have fall down, you know, but like, you could tell that they put in a lot of work into uh, creating all these different kinds of animations. So it was good. Yep. <laughs> it was good. But if we're going to continue to shit on the Hyperstone heist, oh, great. we need to talk about music. Sure, yeah. And how the Super Nintendo was, 
I think, still superior to the Genesis versions of the music because the music in Turtles in Time is fantastic. I even I'll even say this about Hyperstone Heist, like the version, the music in that game was good as well because it came from the arcade and the music there was fucking banging too. I don't think you could find a better beat 'em up soundtrack on the Super Nintendo. Uh, no, the soundtrack is it is perfect, per- perfect. Don't at me. Come fight me. It's perfect. There isn't a single bad any... song. Yeah, that. <laughs> I don't know any song that I don't like. Yep. Usually I can point yeah. at least one out, like especially some of the games that we've talked about where we've said similar things where we're like, yeah, the soundtrack is fucking amazing. There's usually like one where I'm just like, eh, I could take or leave that one. But every single track in this game is a banger. 100%. And I will I will give credit to Konami because Konami is, has been, you know, their soundtracks for... The SNES, even the NES, they're generally pretty good. Mm-hmm. But like, they really tore it up for this one. Oh, well, we've been doing a lot of Konami games recently. That is true. And I don't think, I don't think like Konami, this is, we're still talking about the height of Konami before they just imploded in like the PlayStation 2 era and started being a bunch of massive pricks. Pachinko, I mean, baby. probably always were. I think they kind of <laughs> always were, but they were just developing quality product. And something about Konami is that their soundtracks never failed. And, that's definitely the case here with Turtles in Time. Again, like you said, not a bad song in the entire game. And it's not even a limited soundtrack. Every single song you can identify with a level. I think when you when I really knew this soundtrack was special is you look at Alley Cat Blues and you're listening to the music and you're like, oh, I can see the title of this level in the music I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you're not supposed to generally have that i don't think with video games but they did it here on level two it's yeah it's a special special soundtrack it's a really phenomenal soundtrack yeah and so that's a point that i don't want to let go understated because i think it's actually really important like outside of the fact that the songs themselves are just like good the reason that the soundtrack as a whole is considered to be as good as it is is because each one of the tracks and credit where credit is due to the composers that they made the the feel of each of the track very distinct and unique and match the level that it was for and to some people that might sound like a really obvious fucking thing they're like well yeah of course like it should match but that's something that honestly you might take for granted because a lot of games don't necessarily do that very well you end up with a lot of really just generic backing tracks and they're not bad, but they're not particularly memorable. But as Chris pointed out, like every single one of these is in, is like immediately identifiable. Like, I mean, we were making the joke at the beginning of the show, but like the song for, you know, Bury My Shell at Wounded Knee, that is crafted in such a way that it sounds like it should belong on an old Western fucking train. That That is one of the biggest points I think I wanted to make about that is that they fit the environment of the level like perfectly and that's what makes them so good i don't think there's really much all while we have to add to that using the, the same instruments the same synthesized sounds yeah 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 like it's like i hear the sounds i'm like that's turtles <laughs> but like you know they can that still change it turtle. up to like match the theme and yeah yeah that is a turtle in the <laughs> west <laughs> Uh, so I I guess one last thing I, I, cause I don't want us to not mention it is one of the other key components is of course the sound design. So that includes sound effects as well. Right. 
and uh-huh. I, I want to also give credit to that as well because it they they those they were also done incredibly well. Like they're very punchy. They fit exactly what's going on in the game. Like those are sounds that I will never forget. Like that that throw sound when you you know get that really great close up of foot soldier ass into your screen, um, or like the really great like twerp twerp sound of the missiles getting shot out of Krang's like chest cavity. Like ah, they're so good. <laughs> they're just they're so like. They have such character to them, which is not something you'd necessarily say about a sound effect, but I really think it applies here. Hey, Tiger, take what happens in the sewer level a lot. What about it? What happens? Oh, so yeah, of course I did. So yeah, the little freaking balls of spikes in the sewer surfing level. You know, you, you're going to hit one. And on, when you hit one, you hear, my toes, my toes. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, that is burned into my brain. And I say burn because when I get burned by Shredder, he says, my toes, my toes. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that is my sound bite that is burned into my head from that game. Definitely. There's also the aw shell shock, which I don't think they can say anymore. Yes. I don't think that's politically correct. You got oh. Which also wasn't uh, in the arcade version. No. Yeah. No. And if you look on our Instagram months back, back when we could still go outside and not, you know, feel bad about it. <laughs> we we went to our local arcade and we played Turtles in Time because they have it at a local arcade around here called Leaderboard. And they had Turtles in Time at the time. I don't know if they do anymore. I'm kind of confined to my home at the time of this recording. But we did. And we did play the arcade version. Yeah. And it was not in there. Yeah. That's true. It's always something when you play a version of a game and you expect to hear certain things and see certain things and then you don't. Especially when you do the reverse because this is an instance like you're going from the console version to the arcade version. So you just naturally assume the arcade version is going in every way and it's not. I mean, yeah. it's like they improved Chris, on the Chris game can attest later. to that yeah. because when we did go and play at leaderboard, like I didn't have a ton of experience with the arcade version of this. And so we 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 sallied up to the the arcade cabinet. We started playing and at a few levels in, I was just like, what the fuck? Is, this is this ain't my TMNT. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, speaking of the arcade version, it has nothing to do with, you know, what we've been talking about mainly. But I I just need to point out, I am so glad that they did not take that shitty butt rock pizza power song that they used as the theme. Oh, and the theme for for the arcade version. (laughs) Oh, oh, my God. And also, if anybody's curious, the reason that that's so crappy is because it was taken straight from that horrendous coming out of their shells live musical tour that happened right around the same time where they had like the dollar store versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like live costumes and who boy you go go you know what go google that go look up look it up on YouTube I was recently introduced to that uh, musical that I completely Uh never knew about until like you know a few months ago (laughs) you know coincidentally And man, I don't know how I missed that. I would have loved that crap as a kid. I don't know, man. Like, I could at least enjoy, like, the ninja rap by Vanilla Ice, like, in a (laughs) semi-ironic kind of way. Uh, Ninja. Ninja. But man, that that musical tour, who boy. (laughs) I'll have to look at the whole thing to, to, you know, we'll make a little review. So normally after we talk about the music, we talk about miscellaneous shit. Mm. 
Uh, do we really need to do that? I don't think there's really much here we necessarily need to talk about. You might have one or two things, Shane. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we covered most everything. I will say that the only two things that I really pointed out that we haven't talked about was just some personal items, mostly. If you ever notice when you play the Super Nintendo version, if you fall into a sewer hole or a manhole cover or whatever, it says this cave is creepy. That's what the turtle says, which A, makes no sense because you're a turtle and you live in the sewers. So why would you call it a cave and why would it be creepy? <laughs> um, turns out I, I solved this riddle. I did not know this, that uh, it, it is a line that's taken directly from the arcade version which did not have you falling into a sewer hole. It was literally like a hole that you fell into in the street that was like covered by some boards or something that break. And so that makes a little more sense. They just didn't bother changing that line at all when they kind of changed the mechanics slightly. So that always kind of irked me because it like <laughs> logically didn't make any sense for them to say that. And also just if you ever thought about playing Turtles in Time reshelled like the pseudo 3D remake of this. Oh. Um, fucking don't. Because it's bad. That's all <laughs> I wanted to say that? about that. Didn't that get Scott Pilgrims? It did, thankfully. Yeah, it did get deleted. I do still have it, but like I do too. it it's really it's not that. It's on my it's 360 and it's terrible. Yeah. So you don't There is no re this it's one of those games it's like you don't mess with. There's no reason to remaster or redo this game. Yeah. So if you've heard like, about it, it's perfect. Don't bother looking for it. You probably can't find it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just YouTube it. Yeah. This is one of the things that I meant to mention earlier. So like Super Shredder on hard, like it's not I don't I don't know. Uh, okay, again, again, like I, I can't be objective about this. He, oh, well there yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, you already know how the game he's is. He's not hard. You know what to he's do. not hard. But he only like, has three being, attacks. Okay, tell me your tell me your I know, but like it's a timing based <laughs> it's timing based. So you have to know you're not attacking during red. And if you do, you tell me how No no, no. okay, yeah. No, easiest no, way don't. to do that. There's no time okay. there's no timer or anything. So all you gotta do is wait that fucker out. You just wait until yeah. you see him do the ice one when he shoots up diagonally and you just fuck him up when he does that that's it i mean timing is hard <laughs> <laughs> okay and and plus who are you using when you when you fight the last boss generally I mean, generally you it's Raphael because that's who i usually use yeah but. Raphael's probably the easiest one to beat him <laughs> but like especially if you use michelangelo with the slow weapon or donatello with the slow turtle then it's a lot harder Oh, I and I will say, say that it is punishing, too, because one of his attacks, like that green blob ball, just straight up kills you and takes a life away. So, yeah. 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 I just got to say, like, again, me and Shane cannot be objective because we beat the game in, what, 23 minutes? Yeah. On hard mode. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we were playing together, but ah. we, we beat it in, in 23 minutes on hard mode. No continues. I think I had seven lives left and Shane had five or three lives left. I don't remember the exact Wait, you're playing two players. That's cheating. <laughs> That's how the game's designed. You should be able to play a four player. <laughs> so that means y'all could just, you know, one on the left, one on the right, and then, you know. It doesn't work like that. Whoever's not getting attacked can just attack. It doesn't work like that. Does it not? It can, but it doesn't. <laughs> it could, but but it didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still, zero continues. That's the important part. Zero continues. Yeah, we, we pretty much I'm wrecked proud. the I'm game. I'm proud. <laughs> well, and I think I've told this story before, not to elongate this episode any more than it already is, but... Um, well, it's on you if you do. Yeah, well, that's that's true, <laughs> so I'm doing this to myself. 
Uh, no, I mean, so this is the one game that I, this is like my only claim to fame really, because I, uh, no, seriously it is because I am not like that good at any other game really. And come on, no, I just, it's just the truth. I am an average gamer in just about every other way. I'm not a speed runner. I'm not like a completionist necessarily in the way that some other people are like Gerard, the finishist, but, uh, but, (laughs) um, but no, like. Uh, there was an event at a local uh, game place, uh, well, video game rescue. We've had the guy, uh, Dustin, we had him on the show before for our WoW episode, actually. And he was holding like a Ninja Turtles themed like pizza party night. And I went down there <laughs> and uh, I played this uh, single player by myself. I just plopped myself down in front of the Super Nintendo on the couch that he had there and played this from start to finish on hard um with no continues and maybe only a couple of deaths and apparently that was impressive and i didn't know that because like i've played this game so much that to me that's just normal but like i ended up having like at least six to eight people like crowded around the back of the couch being like holy fuck how are you doing that and i'm just like uh i i played this a lot when i was a child i don't i don't know what to tell you so this this is the only game game i've had that experience with (laughs) It's an easy game. All right. Yeah. I know how that feels. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Tiger's just like, yeah, I get I get yeah. that a lot, actually. So <laughs> have you seen me play DDR, bro? It's another Konami game. We can do it next time. That's not, that's not what I meant. No, no. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Well that no, that's but that's awesome. That's awesome that you like have have a game like that you can have that experience with. Like even though you like like I thought, you know, more many more people, you know, since I've done it, well, why can't you guys do it? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of normal for me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a when you, especially when you discover it, like it's like, man, where, where the fuck have I been? <laughs> <laughs> like, it reminds me of, like, <laughs> I'm good at something. I was, I was watching. I was watching. Uh, what was this the video game Netflix documentary recently? Oh, and yeah. It's like. The person who uh, just played, what was that game? It was like a Tetris or a Dr. Mario or something. Mm. Columns. But like, you know, she just played, you know, and that's this, the way they normally played. They didn't realize they were the best in the world, you know, and they won, won this national competition. But like. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the same yeah. thing with like well, cool. uh, with Contra 3. That was my only other like game that I was really, really good at. And I see that show up on a lot of like. Top fifteen hard. hardest Super Nintendo games, and I'm just like, no, Hell no, it's yeah. not. Hard. <laughs> but again, <I'll> stop it. <laughs> like I played the shit oh, out of it. So yeah, yeah. I, I need li- I need nine lives, bro. <laughs> Ten lives, whatever that code is. Yeah. Okay. So to help Shane out before he gets too out of control here, nah. does this game hold up, everybody? No, it's garbage. Don't play it. All right. Yeah, two thumbs. Up. All right, it holds, well, us, it holds us up. It holds us up like a rock concert, and we jump into the crowd. It holds up. That just like that. Go. All right, I'll I'll go yeah, first. We are, we are crowd. We are sewer crowd surfing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, that's how well it holds up. Yes, I'll go first because I think it's appropriate. Shane goes last, and I'll go before Tiger. So Tiger, get the middle word here. I mean, I think Tiger just went. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I thought I just went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> No, we come back to me. Go for it. <laughs> if you, that's your shot. Go for it. But um, does it hold up? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't personally. It's not my favorite beat 'em up of all time. 
but like you'd be joking yourself if this wasn't a top five beat em up. This is a game that you definitely need to play if you're a fan of the genre, just a fan of video games. If you're a fan of the Turtles, if you're a fan of Super Nintendo, you got to play this game. In fact, just play this game any way you can. It's a great game. It has a great soundtrack, great graphics, great fun. I just don't think there's really any more I can really put there. Just go play it. Please go play it. It's great. And especially with a friend. Go play it. Uh, Tiger. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I will say that, like, you know, beat-em-ups might not be for everyone. So as far as the best beat-em-up game to play, if you don't really care for beat-em-ups or never played a beat-em-up, you know, this is the one that I would definitely recommend to you. And hell, you might not even know what Ninja Turtles are. I wouldn't give a crap. <laughs> I would say you you play, you sit down and you play this game and you have the time of your life. <laughs> and if you don't, then beat-em-ups aren't for you. Then you're wrong. That's kind of how I feel about that. <laughs> then, then you don't you don't exist in my world. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm banishing you to a time <laughs> where you will never <laughs> return. <laughs> ha, ha, and you'll die on. T- ha, 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 ha. Uh, uh, but yeah every everything about the game holds up so like uh, i i don't know it's good bro the music's good graphics good super nintendo turtles are good i like michelangelo it's the best i love it let's go (laughs) pizza time (laughs) that's right yeah it's pizza time um yeah i mean yes i i won't i think everybody's covered everything so i'll just say like yeah the game is damn good like and i'm that person who isn't a necessarily a huge fan of beat-em-ups in general and so that also just says a lot about how good this game is because i mean of course i'm biased because it's ninja turtles but outside of the ip that it's leveraging the game itself is just solid so you would be doing yourself a disservice to not at least try this game out if you have not before because it is a hell of a lot of fun. It's super easy to get into. It feels good to play. And as Chris mentioned, I would definitely recommend grabbing a friend and playing it in co-op because that is probably the best way to experience it. And easiest way to beat it. Yes, and it's cheating. So there you go. (laughs) Hooray, cheaters. All right. Well, I think with all of that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I suspected that this was going to probably run a little bit longer than usual because all three of us had a lot to say about it, and and rightly so. Um, with that, I'm also just going to be uh, much like the game in I will be brief with the plugs and just say that uh, if, you, if you like us and you want to hear more from us or you want to chat with us, we've got the Discord that's at bit.ly slash RHP chat. If you want to support the show, you can go to the Patreon. That's bit.ly slash RH patron. And then you've got the merch store, which is bit.ly slash RHP merch. So a couple different ways you can do that. And Chris, do you want to plug the Sunday stream real quick? Yeah, we're playing Final Fantasy right now. We might still be playing Final Fantasy by the time you listen to this because my internet keeps crashing. So there's that. And you can find us on Twitch at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, wherever you may be. And that's what we're playing right now. So there's our Sunday stream. Uh, Nintendo's Tiger, as always. Uh, thank you once again for, for joining us. We, we love having you here. I always enjoy being on. And anytime we want to talk about games that represent my childhood, I'm in, baby. All right. You heard it here first, folks. DDR episode. That wasn't quite my childhood, but like, you know, I was I was young enough, I guess. That might be a <laughs> seventeen, eighteen, whatever. That might be a guidance because Shane might want to sit that one out. 
Yeah. Yeah. It might be a little, it'll be like four hours long. You know, it, it, we get pretty deep. <laughs> it's a little more than just stepping on eras. It's just like a, to music beats. Just, we're getting deep like a, <laughs> we're getting deep like a dick dragon at Wounded Knee. Hey. <laughs> oh. Well, on that note, until next time. Play with your zombie turtle joysticks. Shane here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee. And Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part? No added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four-ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in headfirst with full 12-ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-H-P-B-O-N-E-S.